Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. I pray that you open their ears to hear and their hearts to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 24, beginning in verse 1. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their heart devises violence, and their lips talk of troublemaking. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength, for by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. He who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of foolishness is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to men. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Deliver those who are drawn toward death, and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, Does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? My son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to your taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul." If you have found it, there is a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not plunder his resting place, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls. And do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the wicked, for there will be no prospect for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord and the king. Do not associate with those given to change, for their calamity will rise suddenly, and who knows the ruin those two can bring. These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to show partiality in judgment. He who says to the wicked, You are righteous, him the people will curse, Nations will abhor him, but those who rebuke the wicked 
will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. He who gives a right answer kisses the lips. Prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause, for would you deceive with your lips? Do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I went by the field of the lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding, and there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles, its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well, I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, so shall your poverty come like a prowler, and your need like an armed man. Friends, today I'd like to take a closer look at verse 12. And Proverb 24, verse 12 says this, If you say, Surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Friends, we're going to take a closer look at that verse prior to closing today. But what I'd like to do is jump right in to chapter 36 of Job. And this is one of my favorite chapters of this entire book. And I think by the end of this podcast, you will see why. Let's begin in verse 1. Elihu also proceeded and said, Bear with me a little and I will show you that there are yet words to speak on God's behalf. I will fetch my knowledge from afar. I will ascribe righteousness to my Maker, for truly my words are not false. One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Behold, God is mighty, but despises no one. He is mighty in strength of understanding. He does not preserve the life of the wicked, but gives justice to the oppressed. Friends, the first point I would like for everyone to consider today is God is mighty in strength of understanding. Now, I am reading out of the Nelson Study Bible, And what I'd like to do is read the commentary in my Bible for verses 5 and 6. It says, Elihu states his thesis. God is both mighty and just in his dealings with humankind. Elihu challenges Job's assertion that the wicked are not punished by God, which Job stated in chapter 21 and his subsequent arguments. Then Elihu counters Job's complaints of chapter 24. Let's go to verse 7. 
He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but they are on the throne with kings. For he has seated them forever, and they are exalted. Now, friends, the second point I'd like to bring up today is this. God prefers that people be righteous. And what I'm going to do now is ask that if you have the opportunity or potential to do this, is close your eyes while I read verses 8 through 12. I want you to meditate as I read these verses. And it says, And if they are bound in fetters, held in the cords of affliction, then he, meaning God, tells them their work and their transgressions, that they have acted defiantly. He also opens their ear to instruction and commands that they turn from iniquity. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. But if they do not obey, they shall perish by the sword and they shall die without knowledge. Now, friends, I'm going to go over two passages of Scripture which help solidify that particular passage of Scripture. I'm going to go back to God dealing with Solomon, a king in Israel, back in the book of 1 Kings chapter 6. Now, as we take a look at this passage of Scripture, Solomon has recently been promoted king of all of Israel to replace his father David. Let's go chapter 6 of 1 Kings, beginning in verse 11. Then the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this temple which you are building, if you walk... In my statutes, execute my judgments, keep all my commandments, and walk in them. Then I will perform my word with you, which I spoke to your father David. And I will dwell among the children of Israel, and will not forsake my people Israel. Friends, that promise that God gave Solomon is still the promise that God makes to us today. Now what I'd like to do is go to a version of this in the New Testament. Let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and beginning in verse 3, these four verses are entitled The Discipline of God. Listen carefully to God's word. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you 
as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him for whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Friends, this is the God whom we serve. This is how much God cares for you. If he sees that you are going off the path of life that he has asked you to live, he will chasten you. So do not be discouraged if that happens, but be obedient to the word of the Lord and what he is telling you to do. Let's go to verse 13. But the hypocrites in heart store up wrath. They do not cry for help when he binds them. They die in youth, and their life ends among the perverted persons. He delivers the poor in their affliction and opens their ears to oppression. Indeed, he would have brought you out of dire distress into a broad place where there is no restraint, and what is set on your table would be full of richness. But you are filled with the judgment due the wicked. Judgment and justice take hold of you. Because there is wrath, beware lest he take you away with one blow. Now I'm going to ask you to do here what I asked just a moment ago. What I'd like for you to do, if you can, is close your eyes and meditate on these verses as I read them, beginning in verse 19. For a large ransom would not help you avoid it. Will your riches or all the mighty forces keep you from distress? Do not desire the night when people are cut off in their place. Take heed, do not turn to iniquity, for you have chosen this rather than affliction. Behold, God is exalted by his power. Who teaches like him? Who has assigned him his way? Or who has said, you have done wrong? Now, friends, I'm going to go to the very ending of the Bible. This is known as the book of Revelation. And what I'd like to do is read the passage of Scripture found in chapter 12. And these six verses are entitled, Satan Throne Out of Heaven. Listen carefully to these words. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. 
he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Friends, that is such a powerful, powerful passage of Scripture. Now, before we close, let's go back to Proverb 24 and look at verse 12. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? And we're talking about God here. He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Friends, God looks down and sees everything that we do in life. He chooses that people take the right path and are righteous, but he knows that some people will choose not to live that life. The Bible promises that if we live a life of righteousness, righteous living and blessings will come our way. If you choose the other side of the coin, you will have a hard life. My call to action today is to simply ask yourself this question. Where are you at in this entire picture? Are you living the type of life that God has truly called you to live? Do you feel you're on the right path? Do you speak to God and ask Him His desires for your life? I want you to give that some thought. The suggested scripture reading today is what I often ask people to do. This is a wonderful proverb. I ask that you read Proverb 24 in its entirety and really meditate on some of these verses. There are so many verses that are rich in this proverb. I would recommend you get out a notebook and write some of these down and try to put them to memory so that you can hang on to these. When something in your life is giving you problems and you need some reassurance from God. I also ask that you read the entire 36th chapter of Job. Now, I stopped in my reading after verse 23, but there are still 10 verses that are entitled, Elihu Proclaims God's Majesty. 
Friends, if you read those 10 verses, you will be blessed. Please take the time to look at those today. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I invite you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth and set a wonderful example of how we can live our lives every day. You were tempted in all areas, as are we, and yet you never gave in to the temptation of sin. Yet, you were willing to die on a cross so that everyone listening to this podcast today could have all of their sins forgiven, past, present, and future. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you died on that cross and were buried. I believe that on the third day you rose from the dead and now sit at right hand of God the Father. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.